0: Right. Good morning. It feels like the day after, doesn't it, with what happened yesterday. For those of us who were part of yesterday, um, what a wonderful, wonderful day that was of seeing God's goodness, recognizing his goodness to us over the last 18 months, particularly over the last 12 months since Florin stepped up saying he felt God was calling him into this role. And then the, the months of talking about it and obviously praying very hard about it until, yes, we all felt that that really was what God was calling us to do. It didn't take us months to come to that conclusion, did it? We knew from the beginning it's what God was calling Florin into, but it was just the logistics of how that actually works. But a glorious celebration and um, just great to praise God for what happened yesterday. So for today's message... Um, obviously, I hadn't had yesterday. Didn't know what, particularly what Richard was going to speak about. I just thought that was just amazing what he said. Although I have to say, when he said that, when you've got a new minister, you just can't go huh, and sit back because I want to. To be honest, I've been a re- bit busy as you all know getting ready. But I will. I promise, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. So um, I've been having some thoughts, um, and they were sparked. By um, something that I read on Lectio 365 a couple of weeks ago. It was written by a man called Jonathan Tremaine. He asked, Is your heart tender? Just ponder that phrase for a moment. Is your heart tender? The more I thought about it, the deeper it felt. In a prayer, in that day's Lectio, he wrote, Jesus, will you break my heart for what breaks yours? Now, I think you all know by now, some of you who are visitors won't know, but I think in songs. And very often when I'm reading scripture or if I'm thinking about something or if I'm, I'm out in the countryside. Scripture songs come to me. And so I I tend to think in songs. So as soon as I read, Jesus, will you break my heart for what breaks yours, I was immediately in a song. There's a song by Hillsong called Hosanna. And that was in my head. It says, break my heart for what breaks yours. I couldn't get that out of my head. The, The actual part that that comes in says, heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause as I walk from earth into eternity. So I've had that going round my head. And then the last two weeks, Florin speaks and he's been speaking about the joy of the Lord and about how to keep our joy in the Lord. And I saw that between the thoughts i had been having and what he was saying, there was a link. An important, a big way to keep our joy is to be in step with God's will, to be obedient to his commands, to live According to his word. In Micah 6, 8, it says, What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. In other words, to love as he has loved us. I did some searching online, and I found something on a site called Bible Life. And as I was reading that, it led me back to my talk at the end of July. Now, if you were here that Sunday, you will have seen a wonderful reenactment of the, chil- the children oh, sorry, of the Good Samaritan by the children. So we, t- we had them at the front here, and we had the parable going. Now Oliver, who's not here today, so I couldn't have told him what I thought of it but he was, he was aiming for an Oscar. He was the man who got attacked. He's lying on the floor down here, and he's going, "uh, oh, uh" oh, like this, so loudly. It was really clever. So that was lovely. And then we had his mum, who's one of the leaders of the, of the youngsters. She was here. She ended up being the donkey. So she's crawling along here with the injured man, her son, on her back, so as they went to take him to the inn um, to be um, looked after. Brilliant. So Oliver was playing... The man who'd been attacked by robbers left for dead. When Jesus tells this parable, it's in answer to a rich young man asking just who is his neighbor. So Jesus tells this story of a man attacked by robbers, even taking his clothes, leaving him by the roadside to die for all the robbers cared. You'll remember the story, a priest comes by. On seeing the man, he crosses to the other side and passes by. The same happens when a Levite Levite comes that way. He passes by and ignores the man. Then a Samaritan, sworn enemies of the Jews, comes by and, let me quote, felt compassion for him. He patches up his wounds, puts him on his donkey, takes him to an inn, where he pays the innkeeper to take care of him, promising to pay any excess when he next comes by. The person writing on Bible life called this an exquisite tale that encapsulates the essence of divine compassion. Let me me repeat that. An exquisite tale that encapsulates the essence of divine compassion. God has compassion on everyone, even his enemies, even those he doesn't like, even those who um, want nothing to do with him. And we see that in the story of the Good Samaritan. How often do we hear the call for God's compassion? In the busyness, in the clamor of our daily lives, the calls on our time and attention. In our modern world, compassion is sadly often missing. It feels elusive. God is a God of compassion. Psalm 145, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all, He has compassion on all he has made. Lamentations 3.22 says, Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And there are so many other verses that tell us of God's compassion. Jesus's life was marked by compassion, wasn't it? Matthew nine thirty six. when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Matthew 20, 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. People were drawn to Jesus because they could see he cared. We are called to show that same compassion. In Leviticus 19, we have the commandment that Jesus calls the second greatest commandment in the conversation he has before telling the parable of the Good Samaritan. That is, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus wants us to have compassionate hearts, to do good to all, loving others just as we love ourselves. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Ephesians 4:32 Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. In the English Standard Version, the the uh, excuse me, the translation of that comes out be kind to one another, tender-hearted. So that brings me back to my first question, is your heart tender? Can you look the other way when you see sadness or hurt, or injustice or fear? Or do you feel with God's heart? Is your heart tender to those around you? Do you feel God's heartbeat for the poor, the marginalized, the downtrodden, the fearful, the hurting? Jonathan, the guy who was writing on Lectio, said this. Worldly sorrow is often produced through external pressure based on the violation of human standards. We can look at something, we can feel sorry for the people in Morocco, for instance. But we can do that on a human level, just because human standards have been violated there. We should be safe in our homes. Godly sorrow is produced through internal spiritual pressure, a grief due to a deep resonance with the broken heart of God, produced through the violation of heaven's standards. When I see, hear, or experience injustice, Do I have the capacity to cry? Is my heart tender? Is my grief fueled by worldly or godly sorrow? Challenging, isn't it? Really made me think. Look at how much I'm in tune with God. Am I hearing his heartbeat? Is my response due to a deep resonance with the broken heart of God. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. That's what I want to work towards. By acting with kindness and mercy, compassion, we position ourselves in alignment with God's heart for the needy. As we navigate Our way in this modern world, those verses that we looked at, serve as our compass, reminding us to keep compassion at the forefront. They encourage us to imitate Jesus, following his example to show mercy to others. Teresa of Avila was a nun in the 1500s. And there's quite a lot of of quotes that are attributed to her. This one says, Christ has no body but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good yours are the hands excuse me the hands through which he blesses all the world yours are the hands yours are the feet yours are the eyes you are his body christ has no body on earth but yours we are at the start of a new chapter in the life of ABC. As Florin starts his ministry, let us pledge to work with him to make God's love and compassion to the people around us, to make known, sorry, God's love and compassion to the people around us, our neighbours. Let me pray the prayer that was on Bible Life and also from Jonathan on Lectio. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your immeasurable love and compassion that you've shown us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Your compassion is a wellspring of hope and comfort in our lives, and for that we are deeply grateful. You know our every weakness and meet us in our suffering. Help us to extend that same empathy and understanding to those around us. Father, we ask that you would mould our hearts to reflect your compassion more fully. Help us to be kind, merciful and generous, just as you are. Open our eyes to the needs of others and equip us to be your hands and feet in this world. Give us the courage and patience to walk with those who are hurting and the wisdom to know how to meet them in their pain. Lord, as we strive to live out your commandment to love one another, we ask for your guidance. Teach us to love without reservation, to give without counting the cost, and to serve without seeking recognition. Let our actions be a testament of your love, your faithfulness, your compassion. Let it be a beacon of hope to those in need. We pray for those who are suffering, for those who feel forgotten or unseen. May they experience your compassion through our actions and words. Let us not just say we love, but let us demonstrate our love through kindness and acts of mercy. We do indeed thank you for your faithfulness, your love, and your compassion. We commit ourselves to mirror these qualities in our own lives, showing compassion to all, just as you have shown us. Jesus, will you break our hearts for what breaks yours? By your spirit, cause those who profess allegiance to your name to feel what you feel. Produce within your church, within Adelston Baptist Church, a tenderness that is rooted in godly sorrow. In your precious name. Amen.